Jaguars Digital. Jaguars, Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sexton. John Osher. Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Happy Tuesday to you. Welcome to Jags Drive Time. Twitter, Facebook, and TuneIn Radio. Roadways in Jacksonville. A little sparse this week. More spring breaks in the outlying areas. Easter week. It's a good week. Owners meetings going on. Lots to talk about here at Everbank Field. Always like to see that view of the sun rising. We get started early, 8.30 Eastern time. Every Tuesday. Good morning, everybody. Brian Sexton with you. Ashlyn Sullivan alongside. And we'll catch up with John Osier, who is down in Orlando for the owners' meetings. He'll have CBS Sports' Pete Prisco. And obviously, if you know us, Pete is a regular part of our programming here. And, um, well, we're entertained by him. We hope you will be, too. Time to bring in Ashlyn Sullivan, sitting in a new position for you, right over here at the desk, which I folks know. should get used to. This fall, some surprises coming up with Jags Drive Time, including... More of you right here. How are you this morning? I'm good. I like it over here. I'm keeping his seat warm. I don't want him to get upset. Well, that could be your seat. Right. Maybe we'll put John over on the other side just for fun. He would like it over there. Well, we'll see how he does down in Orlando <laughs> right now. Joe Fortunato shaking his head. Not sure the two of them can coexist over in that corner. Joe misses you, but I'm glad to have you on the desk well, uh, this Joe, morning. Joe, I'll be back. Don't worry. Yep. At some point in time. Uh, you got in early today for Doug I Marone's did. press conference. Yes. It was really early, and I could tell even for Doug it was early. He had <laughs> coffee in hand at 7.15. Started off, though, with some really interesting comments about Blake Bortles, saying how he's in California right now training. The wrist is great. He did say, though, the whole season he said the wrist the wrist was great. Right. But he said he could tell for real this time. It's well, doing good. You know, and he was on the injury report all year last mm-hmm. year. And, and coaches are not forthcoming with injuries. Players don't want to say anything to anger coaches when they talk about the injuries they have. They, don't, they just... They'd rather all stay away from it. So we didn't know. And then we mm-hmm. saw, of course, Blake come in with a cast on right after right. right after he had the surgery before he signed the deal. And so we had an idea that, yeah, this was something that bothered him all season long. The words pain-free came out of Doug's mouth. Yes, pain-free. And he said he appreciated that. The whole, the whole season, how he said that the wrist wasn't injured, showed toughness. And he liked that. But he knew the whole time that something was going on. And that, now it's fixed, finally. You know, and I, I saw a tweet from Tom Pelissaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the national media folks who are down there are asking Doug, again, Blake Bortles. You're coming back with Blake Bortles as your starting quarterback. Didn't you need to do something more to get over the hump, to get you into the Super Bowl? As if Blake Bortles was the missing piece. Right. And yet, Doug is steadfast in the improvement that Blake has made. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you see it from the locker room as well, how the confidence they have. I mean, all the player interviews we've done the whole offseason, Blake is our guy. There's no doubt about that. And a photo that was tweeted yesterday by Calais Campbell of him and Blake sitting out there. Uh, Calais does a lot of TV stuff. He's got Mm -hmm. his own production company. I saw that he had Todd Gurley and obviously with uh, uh, Blake out there. They spent some time together. When Calais Campbell says, that's my quarterback, yep. the rest of the league ought to take notice of that. That's Talking about know. a defensive player of the year <laughs> candidate, and clearly the leader of that locker room says, he's my guy, we're going to go forward. Right. Anything else stand out to you from Doug today? I liked, though, I want to go back to the Calais. I like how he said that's the only quarterback that I can't touch. I think it's really cool that yeah. Calais is going into that TV side. He's so great on air. I think it'll be really cool for him. Well, and it gives people a sense of just how... 
he's that he's he's not a gentle giant, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously he's not fourteen and a half sacks, defensive player of the year mm-hmm. candidate, all pro. Um, but he is that guy that everyone can go to. And in a lot of cases, the biggest guy in the team can be an intimidating guy, but not for Calais. Right. If you've never been around him, if or if you did have been out to him, gone and seen him over at Mellow Mushroom, he is the most engaging personality for a big mm-hmm. man that you could possibly imagine. So when he says it, his word carries true meaning. Oh, absolutely. There is no doubt about it. Right. All right. Let's get on to big things. Big We've got two things. of them because we will be joined a little bit later in the show by John Osier mm-hmm. and Pete Prisco. Big thing number big one. Big thing number one. Changes, good and bad, they are definitely happening. Releasing Alan Hurds and Mercedes Lewis, the retirement of Paul Puz Lesney, Alan Robinson leaving the team. But with that, nine new free agents on this team. So good and bad, changes are happening. And I think it'll be good for this team to have nine new guys in this building. Well, and Doug talked about that yesterday yep. and today down at the owners meeting. So, so here's where big things, uh, the changes came from, um, from my perspective, why it's on the list this morning. Yep. So over the weekend, I was doing the volunteer work that parents do. Kids go to school, lots going on. And I was stunned at how many people came up to me and wanted to talk about it. How are the Jaguars going to do it without Allen Robinson? Forget the fact that he wasn't here last year. The whole year, right. yes. He was gone all year. How can they play without Aaron Colvin? They were chewing their nails about, can they play without Paul Puzlesny? Mm-hmm. What Mercedes Lewis, I thought he was still good, right. right? It was interesting to me that people didn't grasp or haven't grasped the fact that in this league it changes every year. You are now, because of the salary cap and the way that the Jaguars have constructed their team through free agency, they have to be thinking about how they get more from less. In other words, you're going to have to let some players go. It's part of the game. It's the way that it works. And people don't get it. Yeah, especially when you paid Andrew Normal $35 million. I mean, that is big money for a big guy. And how many times we heard Coach Marone say how excited he is that he's in this building. So I think fans should take all that sadness about all those players gone. Focus on an Andrew Normal coming in the building. Absolutely. In other words, folks, every year from here on out, especially with the players that this team has to pay in the coming years, uh, Jalen Ramsey in particular mm-hmm. stands out. Don't forget Miles Jack. And Yannick Ngakwe is going to come up on his contract quick. The only way that you're going to be able to keep the defensive side together is if you let some guys go. Tough to see Mercedes go, at least from my perspective, because yep. he was one of my go-to guys in the locker room. But that's just the way this thing is going. And I think... You know, the NFL and the way that the league constructs now through free agency, this town has just added for so long. They they are at the point where they think, well, we just add, we add, we add. Mm-hmm. The cost of being good, the cost of going to the AFC Championship game is you got to let some of those good guys go. Right. Which puts all the emphasis now on the draft. This team has to draft well and undrafted free agency. Andrew Norwell, undrafted free agent last mm-hmm. year. A.J. Boye, highest paid corner. In free agency, undrafted rookie free agent. Now the onus is on Dave and that scouting staff to get the most out of their draft so that they can keep their cap clean enough to be able to keep their roster together to whatever extent they can. But understand that the changes now in Jacksonville will be a yearly thing. And it won't be guys that you didn't want anymore, which is what it's been for years. Mm -hmm. It'll be the guys that you really liked that were part of it. And how can you get back to that level? You better get better, which means that you better take care of your cap. So we've got much more coming, including a visit to Orlando, where the owners' meetings are going on. John Osier is down there. Pete Prisco is with him. And when we return, we'll get the story from the owners' meetings. Back after this in 60 seconds on Jags Drive Time.
Jag fans, experience Everbank Field like never before. Visit jaguars.com slash tours and book a guided behind-the-scenes tour. Hear stories of great plays by Jaguars legends. Get up close and personal with the famous video boards and see why the travel channel named Everbank Field is one of the 15 bucket list destinations for any football fan. Discounts available for children, first responders, and military. Visit jaguars.com slash tours for tickets and details. See you at the bank. What do you call a pack of Jaguars? A jamboree. The Jacksonville Jaguars want to offer a big thank you to the five local companies who've made the Jaguars Jamboree a party that never stops. Everbank, Baptist Health, Dreamfinders Homes, Publix, and U.S. Assure. Each of these partners provides unmatched support and dedication to the team year in and year out and help make game day special. Jaguars fans, join the Jamboree and support these companies and all the partners who support the team. Jack's Drive Time rolling along on a Tuesday morning in Jacksonville and down in Orlando where the 2018 NFL owners meetings are well underway. In fact, they'll wrap up a little bit later today. Not as newsy as it's been in recent years, but certainly plenty to chew on. So at that, let's go down to John Osher, who's been covering it for Jaguars.com, who has special guests. Can we add special? Is it still special? He's on all the time. Everyone in Jacksonville knows him. CBS Sports Pete Prisco. Hey, John. I am John Osher here with uh, Pete Prisco of CBS Sports at the 2018 NFL Owners Meetings. And, Pete, I'm all Jaguars all the time at these things. You're all NFL all the time. Are we going to have a decent catch rule next year? That's what everybody's got to know. You know, they're still going to complain about it. Right. I mean, you know, the bottom line is, with technology being what it is, with social media being what it is, you're going to have complaints about every single officiating decision that there is right. nowadays. Taking the ground out of the equation is good, but what's a football move now? How do you define the football right. move? Yeah, see, I disagree. I like the rule the way it is, to be honest with you, because it, it takes more officiating uh, perception out of it. And I agree with you. I think you've just moved the controversy from one place to the other. And now next year's controversy is going to be, well, what's a football move? And right. I, I'm not sure that that's an easier thing to figure out than the uh, ground. No, I, it, look, they had, what they had to do is take the, keep the ground in the equation, but take the third step out of the equation. Right. That would have been an easy thing to do, right. right? So, for example, in the Super Bowl, when Ertz made the catch, he took about four steps and then went to the ground. Right. That's a catch. Right. Jesse James didn't take the extra step and went to the ground. So, right. so you think Jesse James would have... Should have not been a catch. Right. He didn't control to the gotcha. ground. Okay. So, but, I, look, there's going to be complaints about it. No this goes back it. 50 years. I said on the air the other day, I'm a Redskins fan, right, uh, growing up. Mel Gray in 75 didn't catch the ball. Right. But that was the controversy then. Today, no way that would have even close to been a catch. So you've always had a moving target on the catch rule because you've got human beings and a ball and the ground moving at a fast rate. There is no perfect solution to this one, I don't think. No, and, and again, with technology being what it is and social media being what it is, you're going to have complaints about it all the time. Look, the officiating gets ripped constantly. Is the officiating any worse than it's been the last 50 years? Right. Probably not. They put more into it. They need to get an eighth official on the field. That would be the, one of the compromises that I would look at if I were the league. But now we just have technology and and places to complain. Right. If, back in the day, if you had a complaint, you sat in your living room and you screamed at your TV. Right. And some of us screamed at the black and white TVs. Some of us screamed at the black and white TVs. But, but I mean, the bottom line is now there's more uh, social uh, platforms to be able to complain. And then when one guy does it, two guys do it, eight guys do it, 16, and it multiplies, and they all follow each other. And they're all tweeting at you. Yeah. Um, What else 
are you looking at? I mean, that's the uh, sort of hot button topic. But what else are you looking at here? And sort of what's your uh, charge here, if you will? Well, I mean, for me, it's just talking to coaches about the draft. I'm, I'm all in on the draft. Right. And so I, it's quarterbacks, and it always is quarterbacks for me. Who's the best one? I seem you still love Josh Allen. I do love guy. Josh Allen. I mean, did you see him throw the other day? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was impressive. And, and there's, his completion percentage issues are there, okay? But when you watch the tape, he's got balls bouncing off guys' foreheads. He's, you know, he, I always joke around he played with bartenders and bouncers, and everybody goes, he played against <laughs> bartenders and bouncers too, but that's true. But when he went up in level of competition, he still had his bartenders right. and bouncers. And his completion percentage, go back, look at Brett Favre's completion percentage, okay? Mm-hmm. Brett Favre played at a small school, southern Mississippi, he had a big arm, right? He had the cannon for an arm, he threw a lot of incomplete passes, because he played up to, he played better competition at times. This kid's the same thing. To me, he's the best in the group. You asked me yesterday, are the Jaguars better than they were uh, six weeks ago? I'll ask you, because fans hear me all the time, are they better, and what did you think of free agency overall? They are better. Um, look, it, you go get a guard who's as good as Andrew Norwell, mm-hmm. you're going to be better on the offensive line. My only concern, and I sent the tweet out as soon as they signed them, is are they going to be very run-centric again? You think? I don't. <laughs> I think that's a formula for regress, and I, and I mean that. Look, Blake Bortles isn't the greatest quarterback in the world, but Blake Bortles is good enough to throw on first down. Those numbers prove that out. When he throws on first down, John, he's a better quarterback. When he gets put in obvious passing situations, he struggles. And when he struggles, he goes off the ledge. So for me, I think they got to allow him to throw more. So Norwell's good in pass protection. He's a much better run player, but he's good in pass protection too. That should help. Robinson being another year in the system will help his pass protection. And they got some weapons. Um, uh, look, should they have bought Allen Robinson back? The price got too high. He's coming off an ACL. I get it. Um, should they have, you know, made some other moves on the offensive side of the ball? They sniffed around some of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Sammy Watkins was one guy you heard that they were going after. They didn't get him. The price got too high. They backed away. I think it's a better football team on the offensive side of the ball. Now, on defense, I maintain I think they're going to miss Colvin more than they miss Allen Robinson. But because of the way they play. Uh, how big will Colvin's loss be? And tell me about DJ Hayden. I don't follow the league as much as you do. Yeah, they like him. Uh, look, he, 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 as a first-round corner, he was considered a right. little bit. And if you take out the first-round corner out of it, mm-hmm. he's not a bust. Right. But for a first-round corner, he's a bust. He's a solid player. When they put him inside, he'll be fine inside. For what they want him to do. Yeah, I mean, they paid him a lot of money, uh, no doubt, but that's the way the market is. I mean, the market was out of whack. So you bring him in there, I think he'll be fine as the nickel corner. Where, uh, on the Jaguars, aside from new guys, where do you see them able to improve? I'm a big year-two jump guy, Cam Robinson, Fournette. But where do you see the current guys on the team being able to step up because that's always the key to really improve. Keep an eye on Keelan Cole. I I think that's the one. You have to watch him. He's the deep threat. I mean, you look at, yeah, they signed Moncrief, but he's on a one-year deal. Marquise Lee is what he is. The potential for growth is Keelan Cole. Mm -hmm. I think if he gets his body, you know, he's a lean kid. I think in the off-season program would be very good for him. He'll learn how to handle the jam better. He'll learn how to run his routes better. He'll learn how to sit down in the zone better. I think he's the one guy. Keep an eye on him. I think he's got the ceiling on that group. And uh, I think you and I both agree, Miles Jack, Pro Bowl linebacker next year. Now, Pro Bowl, a tough thing to reach for a linebacker. I have his reputation. But I think watching the playoffs that he'll play at that level. 
I think you agree. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. What you saw in the postseason is what you should have been seeing from him for a long time. Mm-hmm. They hurt him. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts, but they hurt him by moving him around. He should have been the middle linebacker. He should have studied being a middle linebacker. I've talked to him about it. He loves playing middle mm-hmm. linebacker. That's what he is. You saw it in the playoffs. He was a much better player. Pete Prisco, I know I won't see you for a while moving to Fort Lauderdale, and this is the last owner's meeting, so... Good luck down there, and yeah, I know fans will keep seeing the, uh, they will. Keep hearing you on our radio next they will. year. So that's Pete Prisco and John Ozier from the NFL Owners Meetings. All right, John, thanks so much. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports, one of our favorites here. The Owners Meetings wrapping up a little bit later today. Look for more from John on Jaguars.com as the meetings draw to a close and in the days to come. We'll take a break. When we return in 60 short seconds, Ashlyn Sullivan rejoins us. We'll go through big thing number two, and we'll have the S-Zone, as in Sexton Sullivan Zone, (laughs) since O is not here. We're taking control, and we're glad you're with us on TuneIn Radio. What do you call a pack of Jaguars? A jamboree. The Jacksonville Jaguars want to offer a big thank you to the five local companies who've made the Jaguars jamboree a party that never stops. Everbank, Baptist Health, Dreamfinders Homes, Publix, and U.S. Assure. Each of these partners provides unmatched support and dedication to the team year in and year out and help make game day special. Jaguars fans, join the jamboree and support these companies and all the partners who support the team. Jags fans, experience Everbank Field like never before. Visit jaguars.com tours and book a guided behind-the-scenes tour. Hear stories of great plays by Jaguars legends. Get up close and personal with the famous video boards and see why the travel channel named Everbank Field is one of the 15 bucket list destinations for any football fan. Discounts available for children, first responders, and military. Visit jaguars.com tours for tickets and details. See you at the bank. Back on Jags Drive Time on Twitter and TuneIn Radio, Brian Sexton, Ashlyn Sullivan. Here we go. Big thing number two is up next. We only have two today since we went to Orlando. Thanks again to John and Pete Prisco for joining us. What's big thing two all about? Big thing two, philosophy heading into the draft. 31 short days to go. Picking at 29. The big dilemma here now is are you picking the best player on the board talent-wise or picking something that this team really needs? Now, I have a hard time thinking that they're just going to pick a guy just to pick a guy. With the huge plan they've had all offseason, how specific it has been, I think they're going to go with what this team needs. Right, and I think this is the perfect time to go with the best player available, and here's why. See, look, this year it seems like offense, offense, offense. That's what they need, need, Mm -hmm. need. And they've addressed the needs. They went and got themselves a guard. They went and got a tight end, and they got receiver covered. Not just one, but they brought Moncrief in to go with Marquise. (laughs) I knew the M's match. I just couldn't quite figure it out. Okay, so that gives themselves the flexibility. And when you look at the salary cap with the heavy, heavy numbers that Calais, Marcel, and Malik have Mm -hmm. when 2018 is over – Boy, it sure brings defense into play. Right. And I know I was the guy that was saying before free agency started, hey, look, it's got to be all offense. Use right. the whole draft on offense. But they went so offensive-focused in free agency, Ashlyn, that it gives them the ability now to go defense. And here's the magic of the draft. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. You don't know who's going to drop down the board. There will be a defensive player. I don't know who. I don't know what position that will be so tantalizing to them. And they'll look at their cap because you have to, mm-hmm. and they'll say, boy, can we pass on this? Now, we covered the big needs on offense, and I get it. There's a guard here. There's a You choose the position, but can we pass on the value? 
And what we're going to talk about a lot in the next 31 days up to the draft is positional value. Right. Which position? Obviously, quarterback is way up here, mm-hmm. right? And there's five key positions, five generally key positions. The quarterback, the guy who protects him, the left tackle. All right, well, you seem set there, right, yep. at the moment. At the moment. The wide receiver he throws to, the guy who chases him, the pass rusher, and the corner who covers them, mm-hmm. right? So if one of those five guys is in need and is there, those positions sit up there. But if you've got a tight end, even though they went and paid Austin Safarian Jenkins, and they've got some other guys, right. we heard Doug Marone talking about Grenage and Koyak mm-hmm. and those guys. Who's going to take control in that room? Right. What if Cortland Sutton is sitting there? Mm-hmm. Where's the value between the tight end and the wide receiver, right. especially with Moncrief on a one-year deal? What if there's an offensive tackle? I've been saying this team would really benefit if they had a right tackle, a bruising young right tackle to put over there to grind the football. Right. Orlando Brown from Oklahoma. What if he's there? So positional value, and outside those five, right, everyone can talk and we can go back and forth, and it's all opinion. It's the toy department here. Right. Um, but I, I, defense will pop up because defensive line is going to be one of those things they're going to have to address. Well, what if a quarterback's at 29? Back uh, quarterback. There's the interesting thing. What if Lamar Jackson's at 29? Well, and see, that's where we don't know what they grade him at. Right. I mean, sensational athlete. If he's sitting there 29, his value is probably too great because right. he not only is a guy that you could groom to be a future quarterback, but he could do – there's a guy named Cordell Stewart, Slash, back in the late 90s, who was terrific. Slash came in. No one no one knew quite – they knew his arm was quarterback strong, just like Lamar Jackson. Um, but they didn't just use him as a quarterback. He eventually became the quarterback, but Slash could do so many different things. They lined him up in the slot. They used him in the red zone. Maybe Lamar Jackson can be that for you while you've got Blake Bortles under contract the next two years. The positional value is so strong, depending on what their grade is on him mm-hmm. and what they think he can do. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson would have to be under consideration if he slides that far. He's such an explosive athlete, such a tantalizing prospect. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he slides that far. Right. But I just said, surprises come. Absolutely. Here we go. Surprises come. And I like the idea of a rookie quarterback, especially we talked about would he get a veteran quarterback as a backup or a rookie quarterback. But when you watch Blake in practice and how, especially with Keelan Cole, I noticed he's always coaching him up. He's always right there behind him, telling him the routes he ran and everything. I think with a rookie quarterback, it'd be really interesting to see that dynamic. And I don't think they should be scared of a rookie quarterback, even a first round pick. A lot of teams are. Because they think, well, you know, Blake throws two picks in a game. One of them goes back for a touchdown. Here come the calls for Lamar Jackson or whoever that quarterback right. would be. Do we need that sort of dynamic in the locker room? But when you have guys like Calais who says, that's my quarterback, I don't think you have to worry about that. Absolutely. Leonard Fournette, all of those guys were on Blake's bandwagon. They still are. I don't think you have to worry about that. It's a great question. If a quarterback is sitting there, a really promising prospect that they have a higher grade than 29 on, positional value says you take him. Absolutely. Best player available. Who doesn't need the best player available? Right? I agree. All right. Here you go. So, uh, Joe Fortunato, where are you, Joe? I know you're going to be with us in just a moment. You're good at this. Um, That scares me already. Well, (laughs) the the thing that you're good at is coming up with names and things like that. So, wave to everybody. Right? Hi. You'll see more of Joe on this program in the fall as well. Um, I know you don't know that yet, but you will. So, Ozone's not here. And Ashland's going to be sitting on the desk in the fall a bit, uh, maybe a lot, depending on, you know, O. Good, because I, I need my space. Yeah, I He doesn't it. like me over there. So we're not actually. doing the Ozone today because, I mean, the questions went to him, so it's technically Ozone. But so what should we call it? Well, you said this is the S-Zone. Well, today it is. Well, with Ozone back, that just screams SOS, doesn't it? <laughs> now, can we get, can we get sued by the, uh, 
The scrubbing people? <laughs> no, I don't think so, because that is a S period, O period, S, S period. No. Um, all right, let's, let's try that, right? SOS zone? You know, there was a time when you couldn't do that. Do what? You couldn't say anything SOS. You couldn't say SOS on the radio. Oh, right. Just because it would right. have been a distress call. Absolutely. <laughs> we don't want that. I'm serious, though. That's, that's how We're on TuneIn Radio, it and it's an internet-based show. Do you think we can get away with it? I don't think we should care. I agree. I like the way you think. Yeah. So today, it's an SOS zone, right. right? And the good news is, forward or backward, Sexton, Osher, Sullivan, Sullivan, Osher, Sexton, it works. But it has a police song theme coming. Screaming. Oh, really? That's <laughs> awesome. Sending out an SOS. So what you got for us, Miss Sullivan? All right. Let's go with Bill Thanks, from Melbourne. The Jets will pick a quarterback in the draft, and the Jags will sign Teddy Bridgewater as Bortles backup. Count on it. Bill knows. Well, Bridgewater already signed with the Jets. Right. So that's not going to happen. So that's not going to happen, So Bill, Bill doesn't know. Bill. Uh, they will probably draft a quarterback. Did he say first round? He didn't specify. Okay. Um well, they don't have a veteran quarterback, and there aren't many of them out there right now, so right. that really puts the onus on them to get a quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they get two, mm-hmm. right? Go grab a quarterback somewhere, anywhere, value, again, positional yep. value, where the player fits, and then go grab one in rookie free agency. Go find a guy that you can bring on. Um, you know, Maybe it's in the sixth round, the Brandon Allen type they had a few yep. years ago, or maybe it's a guy that they find out on the street who can come in and provide a camp arm. Maybe has some developmental qualities to develop into a backup. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if there are two young quarterbacks here in 32 days. I like that idea. Yeah, I yeah. do too. I and I like, I love, I know we already talked about it, but I love the idea of Blake having someone to coach up. I think yeah, he's, he's really, at that point now. Going yeah, into his he's really good at that. And I think that'll even give him more confidence and more control of this team. Well, and the relationship that Blake has with Nathaniel Hackett. Yep. Clearly, the two of them collaborate. Trust so each he other. understands, even though, I mean, Nate said over and over last year, that this was Blake's first year in the offense, and he kept couching expectations, reminding him it was different than the offense they had run previously. The terminology was different. Some of the concepts were different. Well, he and Blake at the end of the year were on the same wavelength, especially in that Pittsburgh game, which I Mm -hmm. thought was called so masterfully. So it's a natural progression for Blake to go from that guy who you're always talking about learning to the guy who has mastered it and is teaching it. Right. So good call. What else? All right, let's go. Armando, do you think we have a shot at getting OBJ? If so, would it fix the wide receiver issue and give Bortles a better weapon than Robinson? No, yes, yes. No, yes, yes. In other words, no. 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 They're going to want a first-round pick, and you're going to have to pay $20 million. If you've looked at the cap, right, the Jaguars do not have— And if they're not paying Robinson that, there's no way they're picking No, 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 no. There's no way. No. I mean— is he a singular talent? Yes. He's a wide receiver, though. They're available in the draft. $20 million for a wide receiver and a first-round pick. What you don't ever want to do, right, right, is trade a high pick for a player that then you have to pay an exorbitant amount of money. Exactly. One or the other, yes, right? A pick for a player, yes. A contract, uh, a free agent contract, yes, but not both. They can't afford to give up both. The picks are more valuable than the players. Picks, picks, picks. Why? Because picks come in and play at a fixed number, right? The rookie salary cap means that these guys come in and play at a number that you can manage the veteran contracts around. OBJ would screw this team from a salary cap perspective. Goodbye, Jalen. You know, goodbye, Yannick Ngakwe. Goodbye, Miles Jack. You can't keep all three. And you don't want to say goodbye to them. None of them. You want all three of them here. You want one at every level. You go and grab a move for an OBJ who clearly would make you better, and it would 
it would destroy your defensive philosophy with your cap right. of keeping those players. And at you need level. to keep that philosophy. Yeah, you won't see anybody suggest not not around here. Go get OBJ. We were talking about it at lunch yesterday. Could you imagine? It's absurd to think about, but could you imagine OBJ in this locker room with Ramsey and Fournette, their oh, personalities? No. It'd, be, it'd be awesome. It'd be entertaining. Oh, from it'd our be perspective, complete yeah. chaos. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. I, no, yeah. no, no. And plus. Have you, there's a video out there with him these days. He's not, and he, remember, he went and took all the guys and they went to the Bahamas yeah. instead of coming to the, uh, the OTAs uh, a year ago with the Giants. He's not exactly the team guy no. that you want. Fun. But oh, hey, look, a bit hey, of a trouble. fun. Right. Yeah. He's the fun coach, but do you need a fun coach in the locker room? No. No. Not at $20 million a year either. So, <laughs> nice job today. Thank you. It was fun. Excited to have you over here. John Osier was in Orlando. We appreciate he and Pat Cavanaugh for bringing us Pete Prisco. Joe Fortunato jumping on the show today. Max Hockman pushing all the right buttons. For Ashlyn Sullivan, I'm Brian Sexton. Thanks for joining us on Jags Drive Time. See you next Tuesday. Have a very happy Easter.